Welcome to the Kelowna Real Estate Podcast with your host, award-winning realtor, Matt Glenn, and top producing mortgage broker, Taylor Atkinson. Professionals in the industry, enthusiastic entrepreneurs, and successful investors. When it comes to real estate, we're all in. How's it going, Taylor? Fancy seeing you here. Yeah, yeah, going pretty well today. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing well. Yeah, yeah, you know me. Yeah, trucking along. Yeah. I, I do know you. I'm getting to know you. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we're getting to know each other better and better by this episode. Yeah, yeah. no, it's great. This is uh, actually this is this should be celebrated. This is episode ten. Yes. Right? So uh, round of 10. applause for us. Yeah. Woo. Our listener base is gaining quite a bit of traction. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, we we really do appreciate the support. Guys. We'd actually really like some feedback. You know, like do you want us to talk about anything else or something different or like go into anything more? Like yeah, good for us to know what you guys like and what yeah. we, what we should do better. Yeah, because we're just talking about stuff we're interested in. But it would be nice to know. Yeah. Well, stuff we're interested, in, everyone's interested in, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, I yeah. Know, like, I know just... the listeners are going to definitely want Taylor to improve his jokes more, but. <laughs> Oh, come on. <laughs> Just says the guy laughing at his own jokes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Shoot us an email, uh, email DM, text, whatever. Carrier pigeon. Yeah. Whatever will get to us. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no pigeons. We've been over the bird thing. Yeah, um, yeah still scarred. But yeah, it, it, would be no, it would be good to know what you guys want to chat about. This week's guest, awesome guy, still working, you know, full-time job, operations manager at a company here doing great things has also scaled like a pretty yeah he has built portfolio. a portfolio just slow and steady like it's actually amazing it's the best part about listening to his story is that everyone can do it like yeah he's not, he's not doing anything crazy he's just doing it it pairs up like it marries um appreciation and cash flow so well and yeah. i think he's done a really great job of balancing that and then tapping yeah. into equity and then finding areas where he can add more equity yeah basically walks us through a step by step guide to how he did everything like taylor said he is Building equity, he's cash flowing along the way, he's scaling. It's a and it's he's working full time. Yeah. So and, it's a and a, a newborn yeah, son. And a four and a half month old son. Yeah. So, and dirt bikes and guy does it all. Yeah, yeah. And I think he's super approachable. So if you guys have questions, yeah. just give him a call. Um, he's happy to talk about this stuff. He likes coaching people. He wants to do yeah. more joint ventures. So yeah. could be a, a great person to partner up with if you want to buy your first or second property. Yeah. All right, everyone. Okay. Here's we'll Mike cut to the show. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Welcome to the show, Mike. Thanks for uh, making time for us. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for coming, Mike. I know thanks. I met you a few uh, months ago at the Christmas party there. Yeah. And, thanks uh, for having me. Good to see you. This, uh, this is great. Yeah. Mike's uh, got a baby. Yeah. Four and a half yeah. months old. Yep. Four and a half months. Yeah. Got myself a little mentor here since <laughs> a month away. So. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to love it. It's all very positive. A little yeah. bit less sleep, but it's all very positive. So. Yeah. Yeah. Very uh, cool. Can't wait. Yeah. Mike, what's your favorite Kelowna season? Yeah, for me, hundred uh, percent it's spring. So actually we're, we're kind of getting to there here right now. Everything's going to start to come uh, green up and uh, the weather starts to improve and we can get back out and do some dirt biking and you could still go up into the hills and get some snowboarding in. So yeah, that's, it's no contest for me. I love it. The, the energy, the, the life that's, that's, I love that you said spring. That's a uh... Taylor's least favorite. <laughs> it, it is too. How is that possible? I just no. hate. I hate That's birds. I, I always make fun of no. him because he hates the birds singing. No, yeah. I just said I, I those don't. New sprouts, man. They just. They just I said I don't like shoulder seasons. I want. I want snow for summer. I don't like rain. I don't yeah. like leaves falling on yeah. my my lawn. 
Spring's my favorite too. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's, yeah. uh, it's something pretty special about it. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, yeah, you do a ton of dirt biking. So what, uh, do you like dirt biking more or snowboarding? Nowadays? Yeah. It's dirt biking for me yeah. for sure. So yeah. Racing. And yeah, I love it. Do you know uh, snowmobiling too, or just dirt biking? No, no snowmobiling. It's a huge time commitment. So busy with everything else. So yeah. yeah. Well, the dirt biking keeps yeah. me. Very keeps cool. Me entertained, so yeah. Yeah. All right. What's your drink of choice? Your coffee, uh, cocktail, wine, beer kind of guy? Yeah, coffee in the morning for sure. Good coffee, and then red wine. Yeah, nice. would be my choice for sure. Yeah. Uh, when so, you say good coffee, do you have like a Breville, like a yeah, yeah. Where where are the beans from? So I do a mixture of uh, kicking horse blend. Yeah, nice. self create. Yeah, yeah. awesome. That's we do that too. You, you yeah, do like I love that. you do cliffhanger like for the espresso, like yeah. make americano. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, we're the same. Yeah, and then this uh, steam cream in there. Yeah, sometimes on the on the weekends. Yeah, yeah. Oh, only on the weekends. <laughs> I want no, every day, seven days a week. Steam cream. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I don't really love the frother on the Breville so much. We have the one like I don't know. It's basically like a big coffee cup and you put it in and it's got a little spinner at the bottom on a spring yeah can't foam milk any better than that and like no hassle oh so you like steam cream you just like it differently yeah wow i'll I'll, you gotta show me i'll get you one of these things it is insane yeah Yeah. please do yeah Yeah. when i get on that skateboard you can uh (laughs) yeah (laughs) reward me by yeah have the nice frother so i bought kayla for uh, christmas this year one of those amber mugs yeah. And it's like, uh, it's got a little heater in it. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. Oh, you need that for a newborn. I don't know how much she, cold coffee I had around the house. Right? Like, yeah. It's insane. Exactly. <laughs> and you don't really realize how cold your coffee is, relatively speaking, no, yeah. <laughs> until you've had it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that's I, a, yeah. I just drank iced coffee for the first time. I like cold so. coffee. Like, Becca always makes fun of me for this. I like it. Uh, doesn't bother me at all. Yeah, it's got the yeah. same caffeine in it. Yeah. yeah. I actually like it better than I like super hot coffee. I cannot stand when I burn my taste buds off. Yeah. So like unless it's pizza, then I'm okay with it. <laughs> okay, you got 12 hours before you leave Kelowna. What would you do for fun? For me, Kelowna is hundred percent about the people. I would start off with a nice breakfast, probably with uh, Taylor, possibly doing a little real estate summit as we have from time to time. Yeah. 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 And then from there, I'd be up in the mountains. I'd get a group together and we'd be out dirt biking and causing havoc in the hills. And yeah, uh, yeah and just enjoying everything that Kelowna has to offer. And then, yeah, I'd do a barbecue or something like that with the boys after and recap our day. And yeah, just a nice quiet evening with the wife back at home. So. Nice. Awesome. Do, yeah. Does your wife ever come up with you when you go? Uh, she does. Bike? Yeah, we got uh, got her started on dirt bike, and then of course uh, she got pregnant yeah. shortly thereafter. So yeah, uh, yeah. So she'll she'll pick it back up, and we'll get the little guy out on one. Yeah, here soon. That was right. my next question. Yeah, what's, so uh, how old until they get on a bike? I've never had a. <laughs> well, he's big. It's ages and months right now. Yeah, well, yeah I know. Yeah. But, <laughs> so yeah, but it's Mike. I mean, he'd, <laughs> yeah. he'd probably yeah. be like six months away. Yeah. Already Are we counting half little, months here? Yeah. He's, already, half months? he's already on his little, uh, like he's got this little quad and I kind of hang on to him and drive him around the house. Oh, yeah. 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 I would say probably before a year, I would think. I don't know. Holy. Yeah. yeah. A little strider or something as soon as he can walk. Yeah. yeah. We'll yeah. see. It's up to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll just leave the dirt bike idling and just, you know, yeah. whenever he gets on, he gets yeah. on. Yeah. He'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah. Right on. One more question. Are you are you from Kelowna? Like, did you grow up here? Or? No, I grew up on the coast. Uh, we moved here 12 years ago now. Oh, yeah. And definitely home now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, we lived all over the place. We were in Alberta uh, while we were both getting our education and building our careers. So, yeah. Yeah. So, but, yeah, I love, I love it here. You'd have to drag me away. If you could purchase a property in the Okanagan next year, what would it be? An investment or recreational property? Yeah, so... 
we for sure have a goal of lakefront uh for yeah. and i personally but in the next year there will be more investments yeah. added for sure it'll be yeah, probably on that development uh kind of direction yeah. that we seem to like here so yeah i would say that within the next 12 months we'll have one more whereabouts on lakefront you want to be hmm it's a good question um, we kind of like that West Side Road area. We feel like that's probably some of the best value lakefront that there is still. But, Close to uh, dirt bike tracks. Yeah, I yeah. hate. You're, there's probably going to be a common theme in all of this. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> proximity to dirt bike trail. Yeah. Like proximity yeah. I haven't picked up on that bike. yet. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no, it's uh, we love the West Side. Yeah. That's there is some. You're right. Down mm-hmm. West Side Road, there is some great value. Uh, totally. Yeah. I'm yeah. always surprised, and and it's just that short drive, and I think West Side Road scares a lot of people. Um, <laughs> That's but, because it's terrifying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. They're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. Between the snow and the goats and yeah. all that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's a cliff. Yeah. 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 But, uh, I think I, that's rated like the like the sketchiest road. In, Canada. Rightfully so. Personally, I think it's only a matter of time before they clean it up to a point where that is a, a long forgotten problem. And yeah, and then, I agree. At that point, the property values will. Yeah. So it's the parts that are cleaned up, like the nice parts, mm-hmm. they are nice. Exactly. We see that it's right across the lake from where we live in McKinley. Yeah. And it is like, we can see that. And it is, that is some nice road right there. Yeah. Yeah. I like yeah. that area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very much. Yeah. You got a, a great story. Just kind of want to start from basically the first property in, in West Kelowna that you purchased and finish off to where you are now. So you can just walk us through your portfolio and kind of how you built it. Yeah. So this is going to be kind of cool. Our journey and, uh, and part that I'd like to kind of highlight in, in this process is like Taylor, who I'm sitting across from right now, yeah. we started with basically the same career from the same, actually the same employer at the same time. And uh, we've both been very passionate about real estate and investing. We've taken completely different paths, yeah. but it, both have been very successful. So you guys, when you guys were together, you were in helicopters. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. in college and then apprentices and then. Oh, so, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So you guys went to school together, you apprenticed together, and then you wrenched yeah. on helicopters together. Yeah. 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 Oh, very cool. Yeah. And you worked at the same company a few times on and off kind of. Yeah. Mike kept, uh, I think I left before you came back to. To Wildcat, and then he left when I came back to Alpine, and yeah, just yeah. kind of swapped <laughs> yeah, positions. Yeah. yeah, very cool. Like to for an outsider, like that sounds like a fairly prestigious job to be a helicopter like that, is it? And it's uh, extremely prestigious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You get there, they yeah. lay out the carpet yeah. and all that. Yeah, oh yeah, oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It was hard to leave. <laughs> yeah, I remember like being in the west side. You could see the helicopters taking off and landing and stuff, and it was like super cool to see that. So like. Obviously, it, it is pretty special, and you get to see some amazing places and meet some great people, and it's taken us all over the world, Taylor especially. And, yeah, uh, yeah. It's uh, and it's been a, a tool that's gotten our real estate portfolio to where it is today as well. So, so you've been all over the world, also? Not to the degree that Taylor has, but yeah, we're yeah. internationally. Uh, oh, for, cool. for the company. I'm with. Oh, interesting. Uh, in the United, United States, and Matt's going to become Australia. a helicopter engineer pretty soon. I'll yeah. About it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I need to get that respect. We've got a job. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so like I say, it's it, we've taken totally different paths, and that's sort of the highlight here. Is real estate is such a vast opportunity, and it can be totally life changing, even on the smallest scale. Yeah. So whether you're all in, uh, like you guys are, or if you're like a little bit more like me, where I'm, you're doing it as a side hustle essentially, yeah, uh, still full time employed, it totally changes your life. No, so you have like quite a few properties, right? Like, and you, how much time do you think you spend on real estate? Yeah, so I think it's quite a few, but uh, so we have seven properties, yeah. six of which are in. Kelowna. That's quite a few. As far as time, 
for sure it's very cyclical, you know, on average a month. It's, it's not a lot, but there's some ebb and flow for sure. And you don't pick the time, I guess, sometimes? No, yeah. no, but it's not what people, you know, the horror stories that people kind of fixate on sometimes. It's not like that. I agree with you. Right. It's, I agree. You know, and really it's small things that are pretty easily managed. It's yeah. just sometimes they come up at undesirable times. Yeah, that's true. That's true, but it's not that hard. Usually, it's just a couple of phone calls, and you yeah. do some prodding. Yeah, and yeah. Connect. Uh, okay, I'm sending a plumber over. Or yeah, I'm sending an electrician over. Or whatever. Right. Yeah. So, you know, it's pretty. Once you get that network of people that you can kind of just relay that problem to, it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. So for us, it, it all started with the basement suite. So that uh, small decision became a ripple for us, and it's really defined our investing journey. So. We purchased a home like anybody else would have, uh, just in a great area, and it had that income generator downstairs. And after a few years, we saw some really strong appreciation on that property. So in the meantime, Kayla and I are super aggressive with our savings. So we took an approach of take as much off the top each month as we could, and then we try and live with what was left. And we had the goal in mind of just buying one more property. When you bought your first property, did you know that you wanted to be an investor, or did you just buy a property? Yeah, 100%. Like, and I think, actually, go back to Taylor and my education. I yep. think we probably got the same mentorship early on at the same table in the same building. Yeah. Um, with, yeah. Like, you know, recommendations from coworkers and, you know, the rich dad, poor dad kind of, yeah. you know, go read this book. And and it did. It was uh, kind of start you on that path, get you thinking like that. And so from that point, it was no doubt in our mind. It was just kind of getting everything lined up. Yeah. To, to that's that's awesome. Like, when I got into it, like, it was not... I did not have that mindset at all. Like, I wish I did. I just didn't know it. Yeah. And like, I wish I did. I wish I went into it like that. You don't know until you, right? It takes time and everybody's process is a little different. And yeah. for sure, there's things I wish I had known at the beginning that I know now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, you're going to learn. Like, there's a lot. <laughs> like we said, there's a million different ways to do real estate. So like, sure. you're not going to know everything. It's yeah. a process. And and the really rewarding thing that comes out of it is is who you become in that process. Yeah. And the person that you develop into you know, through all the learning that takes place, it's, it's pretty, that's the real reward. I think like, yeah, yeah, the properties are great and the money's great. Don't get me wrong, but you become a different person in that process. That's what I said earlier. (laughs) I said it's a success is not what you get. It's who you become along the way. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't agree. I love that. So yeah, it's like, it's a paid education, really. Like you're getting paid to, to learn the process and it's also a lot of fun along the way. So you, right. you got the first property, you had the basement suite, so you had some rental. Yeah. And then the goal was just like, we're just going to do one more and that was it? I guess, yeah, it sort of was just one. Yeah. Like I said, at the beginning, it was just, okay, well, I need to I need to buy real estate. So that's what we're going to do. And we're going to, and one was the goal and it sort of just develops over time. But once we took occupancy on this home, we moved in and yeah, we started looking for that next investment property. I was actually on a helicopter flight across Canada, uh, returning from fighting fires in Ontario, and I got a call from a realtor about this property. And so we're flying along in the helicopter, and he sent me the MLS, and I'm like analyzing this deal, and I'm, it's got this subdivision potential. And uh, okay, so like right now, I'm I'm getting fired up just talking <laughs> about it, right? This like diving into a property and yeah. analyzing it, yeah. and like what you know it could be and and how we're going to build it up. That's... Just just to be clear, you're not the pilot. Yeah. No, 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 I'm just a passenger on my phone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you guys, I just had the craziest dream. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you do yeah. know you're driving, right? Yeah. 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 We're up in like none of it. Um, yeah. No, we're definitely took it wrong. <laughs> yeah. 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 
But yeah, so anyhow, by the time we landed in Kelowna, our realtor uh, was uh, drawn up the paperwork and we viewed it the next day and immediately put an offer in. So nice. um, fantastic. It's pretty kind of a whirlwind, but yeah. And was, when, how long ago was that? Uh, it was around six years ago. Okay. So that's the first investment property. And uh, so who was your realtor? Uh, the main brothers. So nice. Scott and Ryan. Scott. Yeah. Very cool. They're, they've been great to work with. Yeah, we'll have to have them on. Too. Yeah, yeah. As soon as we invest in a new bike, so we can have four. <laughs> we got four of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, they're great people. Yeah. They triggered us excellent. Yeah, they're so, they're awesome. Yeah, so yeah. awesome. So you bought that, and did that have a suite in it as well? It did. It was non non conforming or yeah. okay. illegal. Not illegal. Yeah. Non conforming. Yeah. Non conforming. Yeah. Right? So the police are not coming. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so we, we, oh, you uh, never know. <laughs> so, yeah. of course, the first thing we had to, there was a few things that were actually quite illegal. Like some of the windows were not even remotely egress worthy. Oh, yeah. So immediately it's like the winter and I've got a gas axe and I'm cutting the concrete foundation out and we're putting in a window so that they oh, actually have you. a yeah. Lesson learned, we'll call that one. Yeah. Hire the pros. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we had spent all our money. It was, it was, well, that's who it was. To do yeah. the job Sweat equity from here on up. Yeah. 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 So, awesome. Yeah. So you brought that up to code and got it approved, West Cologne, everything? Yeah. We did that process. And that was, uh, again, sort of just, you'll see the theme is always sort of building that equity in stages along the way yeah. through, through these processes. So adding the legal suite added value. And that eventually becomes something that you can uh, leverage. How much do you do you think it costs to upgrade it to being legal? Oh man, so we we really got quite lucky on it. I think the rules are, are quite different now. Our cost was in the neighborhood of ten grand. It was. Oh wow! Yeah, it wasn't. That is like again, I did all the work. Yeah, um, but it could have been a lot worse. Like in today's age, now you know, and this is only six years later, mind you. But yeah, but yeah, there would have been a lot more modifications that we would have had to do to conform with the building code. And value added? Do you have an idea like what the appraisal came out at after? Or? It's hard to say. At that point, we weren't quite as, we didn't quite have the understanding that we did. So we didn't get an appraisal to quite a bit later. But yeah, it was probably, you know, I would say probably around that $50,000 value on it. So yeah. that's okay. So that's interesting. So you didn't like when you're trying to find other properties, are you just looking to may add that much equity so that you, as soon as you hit this amount, you know, you can pull it out to buy another one? Or are you saving money on the side? Sounds like you're spending money like to pay down your mortgage pretty good. Yeah, it's sort of both that kind of burr method, if you will, yeah, for, yeah. for any of them. And, and we'll get into it a little bit more. But yeah. with subdivision, it's essentially like a yeah. an expanded version of the burr. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, where there's a few more steps and Essentially, yeah. you're just trying to create value and then access that. Equity. Yeah. I always said, like, this is what I tell all my investor clients. It's like the best thing to do is the Burr method when you buy a house and add in the legal suite. Like, yeah. my God, it makes such a difference for your sale value. Because when new buyers go to buy that home, they can use the, the income that the legal suite can potentially generate. I know you can with non-conforming too, but I know that it's just a little safer with uh, yeah. legal. So, like, I think that's such a value add for our community and for the person doing it. Yeah, we think so. It's a shame that it's uh, it's it is getting so expensive to do. It, yeah, it'd be nice if it wasn't such a there wasn't such a cost barrier to it. Kind of but just yeah. a pain, also. It's yeah. a lot of work. Yeah, and of course you're dealing with old houses and bringing them up to what yeah. an, an expectation of new building code. Uh, yeah, that's probably a whole another discussion on whether or not that's the way to do yeah. it. But I think you, yeah. Anyhow. So during that time, were you also applying for the the subdivision then? Yeah. So we started that process pretty much right away. So when we bought it. We knew it had subdivision potential. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, it had this eleven hundred and twenty-five square foot uh, square meter lot. Sorry, yeah, eleven twenty-five. 
That's correct. Yeah, because yeah. 550 square meter is minimum for our one in West Kelowna. So yeah. So yeah, we knew it had the size. What we didn't know is that it had the potential to be zoned for a more densified zoning. So it could be zoned to RC2 zoning in West Kelowna. Nice. So that allowed for a duplex. So we went into it thinking we'll build another detached home with a legal secondary suite. Yeah. As it turned out, we could do side-by-side duplexes. So that was kind of wow. a eureka moment. Scott and I, we looked at each other like eyes wide and wow, that's awesome. So, and so we went down that path uh, once we got started. So, so how long time frame did it take you? Like once you decided to do that to completion on the, the duplex? Yeah. So with this one, because it wasn't zoned appropriately, we had to go through the council meetings uh, to do a reasonable application as well. It wasn't a simple subdivision like the one that we're, uh, we're into here now. That process, it was probably 18 months by the time we had it done and ready to build, serviced. It was a long process. Most of that was us. We weren't necessarily rushing uh, through the process. So, And there was our funds were limited in that time as well. Right. So we're just trying to kind of get to that next stage yeah. all the way along. So yeah. yeah, it took a lot longer than it would well than it will for us on this one. So, no. Yeah, it was funny. I was, I was going through the city videos because you can rewatch like council meetings and stuff. And I was trying you to saw? do some research on this. I'm like, hey, that's that's my contact. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I was trying to do my that's own how research. You know he'd be a great guest on the yeah, I was like, <laughs> I'm like, oh man, now I gotta do my own research on how to figure out how to subdivide property. And then I see Mike, I'm like, Oh, I'll just call him. (laughs) That is funny. Yeah. And you save for posterity. Yeah. Yeah. So then build costs for the duplex. What did that cost you kind of all in? Uh, So that duplex cost us around 650,000 construction costs. Nice. Man, that's like, that's a huge value add. Hey, like buying that first property, subdividing it, you're getting the land for free. Essentially, and that's where like our model is sort of focused on retention of that original home. You know, there's lots of people in, in Kelowna doing the RU7 teardown. And I really like that where you can take a house and just access land that's on it, on the property uh, without demoing the house. Until, yeah. Like at yeah. that point, you're basically getting that land for free. Yeah. And especially if you're going to be subbing everything out, the money is made on that development for us more than anything. Yes. Yeah. We don't 100%. have a construction company. What was next after that? So you completed that, put tenants in it, refied, and kind of leveraged that on the next property? Yeah. So basically, as soon as that uh, that lot was created, we had an equity that we could tap into. So yep. the process is sort of, you know, go through the approval process, subdivide service. And then at that stage, we take a land advance on that land. Yeah. Okay. So we use that land advance now to pay for the construction of the home. So Again, we're kind of taking that initial seed capital and sort of rotating it along the way, building equity and then re, uh, reaccessing it as we go. So by the end of it, you, you kind of you're able to do it without having to have that that huge cash out at the beginning. Yeah, it works well for us. That's fantastic. Again, we're doing it all just my wife and I, right? So it's yeah. Uh, so it's all our personal financing. So. so have you ever sold a property, or have you just kept all the ones that you had? So we sold our first one. In hindsight, I think we'll also wish I never sold it. Yeah, I know. I wish I hadn't sold it. You never sell, like, as an um, investor, like, just, yeah. Yeah. Although I, I was putting myself out of work here, but. Yeah, I know. I was like, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, <laughs> just kidding. Never just sell, sell, but if you're yeah. going to, I call me. quick. Yeah. You yeah. don't know what you don't know, though, right, at the yeah. time. And I didn't yeah. really understand the equity that I would have had access to. Like, yeah. uh, I didn't really realize that at that stage. So we sold it thinking we need that money. To yes. Do the next one. The reality is, is that. Knowing what we know now, I probably would have accessed that equity and done everything just the same. I think a lot of people think that 
that you have to sell the property or like it's just not that easy but yeah talk to someone like taylor and you'd have it done for you in an afternoon <laughs> <laughs> well like yeah. seriously like at least some options right and you just don't realize that like i did not know that for the first five years i owned the house like i just had no idea yeah and then yeah. as soon as i learned that i was it's like a, kind of like a paradigm shift in your thinking on everything yeah i mean you do get restricted for your debt servicing so like you may get worked out of, I guess, working with the the best lenders, like as a conventional owner-occupied, yeah. low-rate, insured product, et cetera. But if you have a more abundant mindset and you're like, I'm willing to work with a lender who's a bit more creative and I'm going to pay the half a percent higher rate, yeah. but it's going to allow me to keep that property and ride that appreciation and get the rental income. Like you got to think big picture, but uh, yeah. But like how many proper, like for someone to buy one inch extra, are they looking at that right away? Like I think no, you're issuing well, like three, four houses down the line. Yeah. And it depends on your guys's income first when yeah. the rent's coming in and yeah. how leveraged you are right now. It, it is difficult because rates oh, yeah, are high. Rates are, so it's, yeah. it's hard to qualify for, for anything, but, uh, Rates are coming down. So, yeah. 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 Well, let's keep beating that drum until it's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, then where'd you go from there? You bought lots in West Kelowna and started to do new builds. That was kind of the next step. Yeah. So, we built, uh, we, we've done uh, two personal homes. So, we also, if you kind of view it as two separate entities, so we've got our kind of our personal residence that we're sort of just leapfrogging along. Yeah. And then they, as we move out of them, they become a rental. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There's some tax strategies, reasons for that, for yeah. sure. Well, that's like the birth strategy. That's like the... Yeah. Well, and you can, now you can get into, you know, when you're buying for your personal residence, Taylor can tell you, obviously your lending practices are different than yeah. it is for, uh, for yeah. an investment. So yeah, I think if, if somebody did nothing else, just move every couple of years and, and then turn that one that you moved out of into a rental property yeah. and you'd be set. Yeah. And you guys are doing it the right way. Like you have intent to live there as a primary residence and then, you know, you're moving when you want to move because growth of family, you can't just, you know, buy four houses in the span of a year. Buy four primary residences a year. Yeah. I mean, Matt will tell you differently. (laughs) Well, I won't. Yeah. Yeah, There are regulations we have to follow. Yeah. No, that makes sense. hundred percent. But yeah. And we do it all. It's all on the up and up and we, we live in them and we live in them for years and then we build another one and then, you know, that one's a rental. It's also nice that you're buying, you're building these houses that like will cash flow when you move out. They do. Yeah. Yeah. Especially the way that our market's gone the last few years. So yeah, it's been, yeah. Uh, like I say, if there's only if that's the only thing you do, you'd be very successful. Just over the course of ten years, you'd build a, a nice little portfolio. And well, even like if a person did this over thirty years, you'd be like, yeah, like and just not even full time like you, like just like sometimes you just do this. Yeah. Every time you move, you just keep the old one. Yeah, yeah. my God, yeah, yeah. like that would set yourself up. Like, well, yeah. and you you, you <laughs> can too. Like if you at a high level, if you've been in that property for five to 10 years. And, you know, even if you put a minimum down payment, your equity there is going to be enough that it will cash flow. that then you just buy the next property. And yeah, like you said, yeah. you do that two or three times in your lifetime. By the time you retire, you have good cash flow. Like you, you don't have to do anything overly aggressive if you're not comfortable with it. No, exactly. Like even just buying one rental property or like just not selling one and buying your next, like you are in such a fundamentally different different position than someone who, even if they live in their primary residence and don't even have a mortgage, like you are just in such a different position. You know what's funny? I don't actually know. I'm trying to think. I don't know a lot of people that own just one rental. You I say all I, or nothing. Well, no, I say that because generally, like you buy your your first rental, yeah, and it's a bit intimidating because you don't know how that's going to go and how to be a landlord. Yeah. And after like a year, you're kind of like, oh, that was easy. I'm making money. The mortgage is being paid. Why yeah. don't I do it again? So most. Maybe it's just the circle that I'm 
I, honestly, I think people start to buy multiple units. You know? I think you are. I, I know quite a few people that have one rental. But would they buy another one if time's right? Like probably, maybe. Yeah. But like they're not. They don't start podcasts over talking about stuff like this, right? So like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they just, uh, yeah, like they just kind of think about it. So yeah, there there is that people out there. But yeah. you're right. Like if people do it once, they realize. Yeah, the the first one is the yeah. hardest one to buy, yeah. just from a you know strategy and like Mindset getting comfortable position. with it. Yeah, yeah. and then yeah. once you do that, you yeah you're rolling. Yeah, I use kind of a snowball rolling down a hill analogy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you like you the first one takes a lot of work, right? You're like you're building the yeah. snowball and you have to like get it to a certain size and you're kind of pushing it down the hill. Yeah. You know, and each property you add gets that snowball a little bit bigger and eventually it rolls on its own and you kind of have to get out of it, like put something in the way to slow it down. Yeah, like it yeah. just is. It, it really is this uh, natural thing that just sort of happens. Yeah, you know, yeah. Every few years, while you've gained uh, equity, you can access that capital. You can buy another one. Like it, it, it just happens very organically. So. I like I could kind of to work on your uh, metaphor there. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a snowball rolling down a hill, and then at a certain point you have another snowball it's the same size as that and then the two are rolling down and then you have three and you have three rolling down that are equally the same size because yeah. the houses just keep going yeah right like so like i love that analogy I yeah it's awesome yeah. yes you guys are crazy man it's springtime what are you talking about snowballs for yeah. Yeah, you summer lovers wouldn't get it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. okay so then where's your your recent property so you bought the, the most recent one about six seven months ago or something yeah, we just added another one to the portfolio. Um, yeah, it's a subdivision in West Kelowna. It'll be very much the same profile with the the major difference being that it won't require a rezone. It's already appropriately zoned, which takes the time and the uh, the hurdles with the city down a fair bit. So it's, yeah. it's it's zoned appropriately. We just have to go through the building department. So. And did you, you had to pay like a premium because it was zoned? Appropriately, so that's what's really neat about this one. I don't think we did. I don't think there's much of an opportunity cost on that one at all. Nice. Uh, so when we saw it, we kind of it was just as the market started to turn, so things weren't moving. I think honestly, two three months earlier, yeah, um, that thing would have sold. You know, same day, multiple offers. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, subdivision potential. It wasn't marketed really uh, quite right in my opinion. Um, there was an opportunity to market it differently where it would have uh, it would have pointed a, a buyer at that subdivision opportunity. Right? Yeah. So what's the plan with that now? Yeah, like I say exactly the same as the last one. Like it's a rinse and repeat. A right? duplex? Once we know it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Side by sides. So who uh, who's your builder? We've used Giselle Homes uh, oh, okay. for, for years now and they've always treated us really, really well. So, oh, fantastic. Yeah. So have you done, are these lots you're buying, are they bring your own builder or is that like a designated builder for these or? Yeah, bring our own builder. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. Yeah. yeah, some developments have yeah uh, strict restrictions on the builders. Uh, yeah, most of them right now. I know he's uh, he's worked with us on, on land we've created and then land in, within subdivisions. Oh, nice. So, yeah. Yeah, oh, so. that's awesome. That's fantastic. If you can do the same one over and over again, like that's uh, ideal. I'm yeah. very much, I like building the relationships. Yeah. Uh, getting to know people you know it's uh that's again one of the the things that's really wonderful about this this industry is the relationships you build along the way as well as the person you become in the process so where are you at with the city right now then yeah so it's in for approval they're just uh i think it's going in front of count uh it doesn't go in front of council in front of their panel review this week i believe so okay then we'll have a a plr which will tell us basically what they're going to expect and and then we'll start working on it with our engineer and and get it serviced and off we go. So, cool. Yeah. Very right cool. Mm-hmm. And what kind of cost per square foot are you looking at for these places? It varies so much. I wouldn't even quote right now. And it, uh, 
yeah, with the the side by side, it it varies so greatly too, right? Because um, you're in a multi. So, like I said, the last the last one, which uh, was uh, will be very much the same blueprint as this. Uh, it's around six hundred twenty five thousand for us to build. It's probably a little higher today. But, yeah, but yeah. So. Cool. So how many how many doors are you at now? What's the without I guess the the last duplex. 11 units uh, and like I say, seven homes. Wow. That's awesome. So like, that is a lot awesome. of, a yeah. lot of rent checks coming yeah, in. That's around, well, there's around 6 million, somewhere in that neighborhood. Cool. Do you, do you have, are you like, are these property managed or you do the managing? So we have one that's managed out of province in Alberta. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, for obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that one uh, is, as has now become a joint venture partnership as well. So that's been really rewarding as well as being able to kind of introduce investors into into that with with us uh, helping along the way and so it's been a, a neat process uh, so you went and found some money for that one is that how that worked yeah so we we partnered with a great uh, a great family they are uh, took uh, their on title on that property and then we partnered with them in the management capacity and yeah uh, yeah so it, it works out really well yeah nice. yeah they're very, very very busy family and we actually already owned the property, got it operating, got it uh, occupied, yeah. and then it became, uh, we sold it to them, um, and then, uh, yeah, yeah, kind of turned it over that way. So it was a turnkey for them. They had no startup costs. So. Nice. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. Yeah. That's awesome. And are you happy with the out-of-province investing? Like, is that something you're going to do more of? I know there's, like, what happened at the beginning? Wasn't <laughs> it the first day or something? There's some water damage? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was, uh, I think it was a weekend, so I got a call. And I'm, okay, and I'm, out, like, I'm out of town like you always are when things go terribly wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so they call and uh, and there was uh, water leaking through the ceiling in the kitchen. Perfect. Uh, one of the upstairs bathrooms had uh, had backed up. It was uh, 13,000 in damages oh. a weekend and not ideal. The tenants, I think it was their first day in the property. So it, it ended up being a, just a bunch of like toilet paper or something stuck in one of the sewer lines. And, yeah. Yeah, we were... Oh my God. Out, out of pocket on that one. That's yeah. Less, yeah, less it, than ideal. <laughs> yeah, it happens, right? It's, uh, yeah. But again, I mean, it sounds like a horror story, I guess, if you if you take it out of context. But like, you know, would I not do it because of that? Of course, yeah. of course I would still do it. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. Talking, yeah. You're going to millions of dollars to be earned in, in yeah. the course of your life. And and would you not do it because you knew you were going to have to make a bunch of phone calls and pay 12,000 bucks for damages like of course you yeah i mean if if someone rephrased it and they were like hey man like uh if you give me ten thousand dollars and like deal with some contractors for the span of a week i'll give you like hundred thousand dollars over the span of five years you'd be like yeah yeah sure it's a no great but when you put it in the context of like oh you gotta deal with water damage on the house yeah it's it's stressful you know you probably could have got that fixed just through insurance too yeah we had the option our we run pretty high deductibles because uh with the number of properties, we try and keep that in check and it keeps yeah. all of our premiums down. Yeah. And, we, and because, of, you know, like, are we going to make a small claim? I mean, yeah. Jim, unfortunately, this was like right on that threshold. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Which it normally is 10 grand and, you know, the damages was 12. You're like, ah, oh, shoot. Yeah. So you, you know? save 2,000. Then also you kind of have that on your record with it. Well, no, sure. my hesitation, you know, and, and what affects one affects all. And yeah. So whether that was the right move or not, that's I think the decision it was. made. Um, yeah. You know, and yeah. uh, we had a tree. We moved into our house, brand new. We moved into our house, put a brand new fence on. Yeah. Cost us like ten thousand bucks to put this fence on. Uh, wind, like a month in, we had a windstorm in our, in our uh, neighborhood. Tree falls over and takes out the whole side of our fence. It was like, oh my god, this fence is like less than a month old. 
And uh, we called insurance and like, hey, your deductible will be in thousand dollars. Like, all right. And we called the fence guy. He's like, hey, it was eleven hundred dollars to fix the fence. Yeah, of course. Oh, all right. Well, I guess I'll. Was it springtime? It's probably springtime. I, I no, we bought it in the summer. It was, <laughs> it was in the fall. It was like it was in the late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. damn birds again. So yeah, obviously you have like a, a ton of stories probably like that. What's what's kind of the craziest worst story that you've ever walked into to to scare off investors? <laughs> okay, so I'll share a recent uh, purchase story. This is the one in West Kelowna. So yes. yeah, we we bought this development property like six months ago. Uh, the house was nothing special, but like I said, there's that free duplex lot that we can create without demoing the house. So it was a great opportunity. Yep. So, uh, so yeah, the purchase went relatively smooth. And as we approached the possession possession date, we got this call from the uh, seller's realtor asking us to delay possession because of some family reasons. And so, of course, we're like, yeah, of course, like, you know, I'm very sorry they're going through this, whatever yep. we can do. It wasn't a rush for us. So, yeah. So the possession date comes and Kayla and I am a realtor and we all go to the house and we're laughing and joking and everything's, everything's going really well. We grab the keys to the door and, and I look inside and, and what should be a vacant house it has the old owner standing at the top of the stairs. So I'm a little taken back. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, hey, sorry to barge in. We expected you to have vacated yesterday. And, and he looks at me and all he says is, oh, no. So, so I'm puzzled. I'm like, is everything okay? And again, he, he just says, oh, no. So now I'm getting frustrated. I'm like, well, what? And he, he responds that, uh, oh, I have, uh, I have an escort and she's coming to the house. <laughs> well, so so, so I'm, I'm like, you hired an escort and she is coming to my house on our possession day. Okay. So for context. Kayla is seven months pregnant, standing beside me, and, and Scott and I are just like dumbfounded. Anyhow, so he comes out and he gets a little hostile, like that's somehow our fault and we're we're we've done him wrong. He walks out, he's got his duffel bag and his two four of old Milwaukee, and uh, and off he goes. He gets into a cab. And he did offer me a beer, so you know. Oh, nice. we're oh my god! We're so what? Did he just not? know the possession date did he have the whole house empty besides the duffel bag no he had moved nothing but the duffel bag and the case of beer so the whole house is filled with all this stuff full of a lifetime of possessions and then yeah. did the escort show up she never came oh. no she didn't come yeah. Yeah. so yeah like in that moment i inherited life of possessions in this house he didn't he didn't home. come back the next day or what no, nothing Nothing. Never. And it was like again, he got a loss, so it was somehow my my problem. It was he case. And so, he was on. he was, was he the, the owner or a tenant? Owner. Yeah. How did he God. not know he sold the house and wasn't no, supposed he, to be out? He knew yeah, that was it wasn't a great scenario. But uh anyhow, yeah. I mean he probably would have gotten the check like that morning, hey, deposited and be like, huh. Oh yeah, the sweet. money I'm I've got uh, some money, I'm going the, the money. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Hundred percent. It was. Yeah, our I think he would have got something in old Milwaukee though. Oh my god! Well, well, no, people are diehards, man. Yeah. 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 True. Old mill. Yeah. yeah. Holy! If I was a first-time investor, that would probably scare me off a little bit. Yeah. Well, it's a pretty funny I mean, story, man. Really, yeah. like the the best thing that could have happened in that scenario was it was us, right? Yeah. Because you, could you imagine, like, if Kayla and I were buying our first, first home, yeah. and we're moving in, and she's pregnant, and it was left like that. Uh, yes, I, I'm dealing with a deal right now. And it was like similar to that. And yes, so yes, I can imagine. So, you know, it was terrible. Yeah. As, as frustrating as it was for us, I'm glad it happened to us and not somebody else, you know, and then we yeah. had the great realtors involved. Everybody came to, 
came to bat on it. And what about the listing realtor? Did they come yeah. by? Oh yeah, yeah. He helped out huge. Every everybody was great. So who was that? Can you say who that was? I'm gonna leave uh, names out of it. But all right. uh, yeah, he was. Uh, they they were they were really great. It was. Um, yeah, we got it all cleaned out. We got a junk company out of that uh, in there, and they cleaned it all out. And yeah, you move on, right? And now it's tenanted and, and and operating smoothly. So. Yeah, good thing you didn't have your truck full of stuff to move in there. Like, yeah, well, we like could, like I say, anybody else would have been there with a moving van. And yeah, like yeah, and there. honestly, it could have gone worse too. Like, luckily, you just grabbed his bag and left. Yeah, you could have just said no. Nope, squatting. Yeah, yeah, totally. and then now we're really in trouble. So I'm. Yeah, all things considered. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a good story. <laughs> well, and the, I mean, yeah, like everything has to come with a, a bit of work, yeah. you know. So you got a great property. It came with a great story, and yeah, I think I got yeah. in the truck after, and I called you right away. I'm like Taylor, you will not believe what just happened. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh my yeah. god, yeah, that's wild. So that's good. Yeah. But this is uh, this is the stuff, right? But yeah, again, would you not do it? Of course, you'd still do it. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. that that could happen primary residence that could happen anything totally right so yeah, like, it's it's a bit of a weakness in our system if i if i'm honest that kind of that period of between your last viewing and that time that you take occupancy good point i actually am dealing with this right now yeah and you there's nothing you there's no like hold back like they have to agree right so you can't do a hold back you can't if somebody's moving like most people are not going to want them to have a walk through the day before right when they're in the thick of it well and that's kind of the only thing you have right and, yeah but then if you're in a hot market like you can't put any uh, conditions yeah and yeah. we were just coming off of that so of course we're like yeah wow we can get this like go <laughs> you know whatever you gotta do and what, plus what, like you go through all that work to do that for like the one in a hundred or less yeah what would happens. your condition be like subject to no escorts <laughs> possession yeah. yeah like i guess if you had like you could do a walkthrough then like postpone closing until they get all their shit out of there or I you so i mean it, it's a good story for you right like because obviously people are like they leave, you go in with new clients, it's their house and they like ripped out their TV mount or something and their holes and they want them filled. Now you can just be like, uh, do I got a story for you? This is actually a pretty, pretty well, clean house. Like, so the one I'm dealing with right now, like we got there, the house was an absolute disaster, like just like cleanliness wise. But the bigger issue was that the master bedroom window was shattered and the frame was broken and oh. the siding had like 300 holes in it that weren't there when we viewed. It's like, uh, I think they had a party and were like shooting fireworks at the house or something. Okay. And like we have, what do we do? Beg them to pay for it or small claims court? Like we have yeah. no, like how do you prevent against that, right? It's a tough one. It is. It's uh, like I say, we've, we've been caught in it. And I don't know, other than having that, that final viewing, right? Yeah, but yeah. again, in a hot market, you're not going to get your. Well, and like, yeah, in this one, we were in multiple offers. And so when we got that, and then also, like, you can do a holdback or you can do a walkthrough, but you, like, both parties have to agree to it. Mm -hmm. And are you really not going to buy this house because they don't want you to do a walkthrough the day before? Like, yeah. seems crazy to me. And like, you have these airtight contracts. It's like, doesn't matter what the contract says. If they don't pay, they still have to do something. You have to take them to court, right? And like, that's not, that's a headache for everyone. Yeah. And of course, right. we, we had the option. We could have gone to, gone to court on it. But again, you know, you're, you're like, okay, it's seven grand. Like, what? Yeah. Just move on. Yeah. It's just not, you know, yeah. I'd spend way too much. I just, you know, you just want to, yeah. Okay. That happened. <laughs> Off we go on to the next one. What's next on the horizon? What, uh, where do you see yourself like investment wise portfolio in five, 10 years? Like, what's, what's, the end goal for you yeah so we took a bit of a not a break but slowed down we just had our our, our first son or our son uh jet and he's yeah. uh, four and a half months old so it's been kind of a a period of, of family right yeah which is uh which has been great 
but we're starting to gear up again, right? So that subdivision is in, in with the city. We'll build that duplex. Um, as soon as that's done, we'll move on, start looking to the next one. Uh, as I said, sort of all, all while this is happening in the investment side of things, we are still building, moving in, and then transitioning that previous home into, into a rental property on our personal side. Yeah. Right. So just sort of continuing to grow personally, uh, building new homes. Uh, we love that process. And then uh, expanding up the investment portfolio. I'd love to do more joint venture partnerships. I think it's uh, it's a great resource for people that are hesitant to get in and you get that expertise. And there's obviously there's a benefit for us, but also for them. I, I just enjoy helping people. I can see down the road doing some coaching. We're working with a coach right now and I'm really enjoying that process. He's been great. Uh, Russell Westcott, if anybody's uh, thinking about investing in Alberta, he's an absolute uh, expert yeah. there. And then in the coaching field as well, he's he's got just a ton of value to add. I can see us getting to a point where where I do a little bit more of that kind of consulting, uh, coaching sort of. Sort yeah, because that's like, do you have a company, right? Yeah. Is that yeah, kind yeah. of like a... Yeah, so MK West Properties yeah. is, is our, Kayla and my uh, company. So we have a website and uh, yeah, we can run... Um, joint venture partnership kind of interest through there and it's set up appointments and all the rest. And then how would that kind of look like? Let's say I'm a random guy off the street. I'd give you a call, be like, Hey, Hey Mike, I've got, you know, a hundred grand of equity tied up in my house. I'm talking to Taylor. I'm going to refinance it. I'm only talking to Taylor, nobody else. (laughs) And, um, yeah, like what, what can we do together? What's, um, so um, be careful here because there's some Definitely some security laws that we have to be aware right. of. So a random guy and I are not uh, close business associates or, or or family or close friends. So we wouldn't be able to work with them on a partnership uh, in that capacity, but for sure some consultation, right? Put them in the right direction, connect them with the right people, kind of get that process started and map out a plan for, uh, for where, uh, what would work best for them and their goals. Because of course we're all, as I said, real estate is not a one size fits all. It depends on you, what you're looking for and, and how active you want to be in that space. So it really starts with a phone call. All right. Then we get to know each other and then we figure out if I can help you. And if, if I can't, we would direct you to somebody who can. And if, if it was like a f- friend, family member that you could work with, yeah. what's kind of like the ideal win-win type of property you'd be looking for type of investment? Like, is it 50, 50 cash from both you guys, or you're taking more of the management subdividing opportunities? I guess, what are you looking for, for a partner? Yeah. I mean, it has to be the right dynamic for sure. First and foremost, you want to, you need to, you need to work well together, but yeah, as far as what, uh, how you would structure that there's, there's so many ways and it would totally depend on the deal and how, how active that deal is. So in a subdivision, obviously there's a fair bit of work that's going to go into that. If it's uh, if it's a, a turkey rental that we source and, and occupy and manage, that's a little less labor intensive. The timeline's less and the capital out is, is a lot less. So yeah, again, I hate to be vague, but it is, it's, it's not a one size fits all, but yeah, we would just be looking for a win-win at the yeah. end of the day. We want to make, it's not about just our, our interest. It's about the, the partnerships best interest, right? Because, uh, you know, when it's all said and done, we'd love to do another one, right? And that's not going to happen if we don't, uh, if we don't represent them appropriately. So, yeah. Yeah. So right on. Yeah. yeah. Welcome to the uh, icebreaker. This segment of the show is brought to you by Taylor at Venture Mortgages. Come venture into the exciting world of mortgages. Okay. One last question before we move on uh, to the final round here. What one piece of ad- investment advice, somebody owns their own house. They're just looking to kind of do something 
in the market. Do you like any areas specifically in the Okanagan out of province, condos, houses, land? Like obviously you're doing a ton of infill and new builds. That's probably like a lot of work for somebody that's going to get their first rental, but how do they get, get started outside, you know, obviously picking up the phone and talking to you, but um, yeah. Do you like any projects going on in Kelowna right now? Yeah, for sure. So we're, March, 2023, it's, it's a challenging time for yeah. sure. So, um, finding cash flow and, and, uh, you know, that is definitely difficult. And then some uncertainty in the market, uh, there's no doubt about it. Interest rates are playing a factor in everything that's going on right now. So, but long-term Kelowna is an absolute gem, right? So can I say with a hundred percent confidence, uh, in a year from now that we're going to be, uh, ahead of where we are today? No, 10 years. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. Right? Uh, yeah. A- anybody listening to this 10 years from now, feel free. Give me a call. Yeah. If I'm wrong, hold me to it. I'll, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm buying. Yeah. I'm buying. I'll buy your site for this one. Yeah. He's buying you an old mill. Yeah. 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 I'll buy you like yeah. 24. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll get you 23. I'm taking one for myself. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I, you know, to answer that question, it depends on the person, right? So, are you going, do you need the cash flow? Do you need the, do you need the, um, are you just looking for the appreciation? You know? Yeah. Um, for sure. There's, there's sort of those are the two directions you can go. And when we went out, out of province, we were looking for cash flow. Part of that was a bit of a bet that uh, what was going on in the Okanagan was not going to be sustainable. And we took, turned to a province that was, was in a relatively flat uh, state of the market. I think we, we timed that quite well. Yeah, um, it has uh, hedged our hedged our risk a little bit there and provided the cash flow that we were looking for. So, can you touch on that one a little bit? Would you buy it for? What's it renting for? Yeah, so we bought it for five sixty plus uh, some closing costs, and uh, and uh, yeah, it's rented. It's a it's a garage suite of property, so uh, a product that's a little bit unique to uh, to this market, but quite common out there. So they do the secondary suite, but it would be above the garage as opposed to in the basement. It's a great product. It's totally private, uh, separate, no shared walls, any of that kind of yeah. stuff. So you get the two incomes, which we are always looking for coming in. Uh, I like the multi for sure. Yeah. And they also tell on each other. I always tell these people too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's tell a good point. Yeah. 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 So, so, yeah. And then uh, rental out there, you know, the main house is it's crazy. It's like 2000 bucks a month for a beautiful home that's basically a self-contained home. Yeah. Which, you know, like you would have a lineup absolutely like down the street. Yeah. <laughs> if you put it up for that here. If you would have for three thousand, you'd have a lineup down totally the street. Agree. Yeah. So it's it's astonishing the value that that people are getting out there. Yeah. And then uh and then the the secondary suites twelve hundred and then they pay for their utilities. So nice. Uh, yeah. So it's, yeah, that's a good good cash flow and property. Yeah, they they're great. I think again looking forward i think uh, albert has been undervalued for for a lot of years uh, yeah. they've had some some uh, economic hardship but i think they're they're on the right track here and and again we were looking at, at uh, bc and and uh, and the okanagan as it was getting pretty pretty wild here for a bit yeah and uh you know we we were offering on properties and nothing was really coming through and we weren't willing to compromise like our core beliefs on a property and our our analysis uh, just to get into it so yeah right or wrong um time will tell but and something to know about alberta too like no property transfer tax no tenancy restrictions on rental increase like there's just a different tenancy yeah the cost of doing business is probably more advantageous to the to the landlord where bc it's pretty restrictive so uh, yeah as an investor looking for cash flow it's a it's a good market to look at for sure yeah, I, I still feel really strongly about it. I'd like to add more out there. 
It's been good. I think, like I say, that province has a lot to offer. We're seeing a big migration of people to, namely Calgary right now, but uh, that'll trickle into to Edmonton in the next year. There's no doubt. It's historically yeah. that's how it, the, the trend follows. So, and then econo- uh, the economics up in in Edmonton, um, you know, the incomes are very very strong. It's that northern gateway. There's a lot of great projects coming on. I'm happy with the decision. We've, had, you know, as I said, we've had flood uh, that flood, and but it's been dealt with. And uh, yeah, and, and uh, that could happen here too, though. Hundred percent. Yeah, that's so, not yeah Alberta thing. Yeah, which is I'd like to blame the red plates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I, I like it. So, yeah. yeah, we'd love to have more yeah. out there. But here, it's going to be something more active. Uh, it's going to be development, or I think you'll probably end up starting to see, you know, we're a university town as well. So, like student housing, that's going to be yeah. a thing that's going to going to be more and more common. Big homes that you just put a bunch of suites into, and then you manage them by the room. Are you talking? You're talking about Kelowna now? Or, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. In contrast, so yeah. So yeah. and then Airbnb, of course, is is the next one because you know here to do a, a standard, you know, go buy a townhouse and and rent it and expect any anything close to cash flow is probably not realistic. No, especially yeah. strata fees, right interest rates. Oh. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I think those those kind of avenues. Time for everyone's favorite part of the show, the Ice Maker section, brought to you by myself, Matt Glenn. Okay, Mike, uh, first question, best habit or routine you attribute to your success and uh, something you feel the listener could benefit from? Persistence, for sure, is is incredibly important. Set a goal and, and then just go after it. Um, and you're going to run into hurdles, uh, but you got to overcome them. And, uh, and again, that when you look back, it'll all be worth it. Um, so yeah, stay persistent and set a goal and, and, it, and work towards it. So. Yeah. You won't even remember those stories unless you listen to this podcast and they'll remind you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah you'll yeah, forget awesome. about or it. Or Taylor replay is your council visit. I know. The- <laughs> I, I'm going to need therapy now. I bet just relived it. All. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. This is therapy. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you're right though. Like honestly, consistency over time is the key to really everything. And then you could be, have a goal to stay persistent at it. And like, yeah. yeah. And get, get out there and talk to, talk to people that are like-minded and yeah. you know, it's, it's listen great. To this podcast. It's, a, it's a great network. Yeah. Listen to this podcast. Good resources. <laughs> yeah. so. I like how we're telling the person that's listening <laughs> to the podcast to listen. They're like, I am listening. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 Hurry up you with really these questions. You really don't get the value through it unless you listen to it 13 times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's, that's good sales tactic right there. Yeah. yeah. All right. What is the best thing you've ever spent money on? Uh, dirt bikes. Yeah, I, I could have guessed you would have said yeah. that. Hands yeah. down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can't have enough of them. <laughs> Did you like race or like, are you in any kind of competition? Or? Yeah, I race uh, across BC and uh, been in Alberta as well. So the season's going to be starting up here soon. So oh, cool. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it'll be full on every, yeah. <laughs> every weekend now. So. Yeah. yeah, I love it. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you need that outlet. Uh, oh, that's another good tip. Have an outlet because <laughs> you'll need something to manage the stress uh, from time to time. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Figure out a, a passion that uh, that you can kind of shut off your mind for a little bit. Oh, that is good advice. Yeah. What's the most impactful book you've ever read? Yeah, I mean it's cliche, but Rich Dad Poor Dad. For me, it just sort of changed the way I thought about everything. The content was sort of less less critical as as much as like just thinking differently about what even just that what is an asset and what is a liability and you know so yeah i'd say if if you read only one every successful person on earth says the same book yeah. i feel like you should just read this book in grade seven yeah or like, it, sh- it should be prescribed like honestly because yeah. like it's such easy read and it's not a complicated book but it's it's so impactful yeah right and like i just yeah it's a that book is amazing i had no idea right you did i i honestly no had education no idea. towards anything yeah. until Neither i read I. that and and it, I don't know, 
it's just, yeah, it's an eye opener. Totally. Yeah. It's funny how it's, it's just still relevant. Like it's just stuck around for so long. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, because again, it's, it's not the detail on how you're doing it. It's just like the, the concept of, of going after it. Yeah. Very big picture, but it's like, it's not complicated, right? It's just like, makes so much sense. Nice. What is your favorite quote? Oh, if, uh, if opportunity doesn't knock, build a door. I love it. Power yeah. through. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. yeah. You have to find a way. Persistence. Yeah. At the end of the day, like you're in charge of your own destiny, yeah. right? Like you can, uh, yeah, I, I totally agree with that yeah. completely. Like if you don't, if you're not getting the results you want, you can bitch about it all you want, but you're at the end of the day, you're the one not getting the results you want. It's easy right? to so like, yeah, yeah, it's easy to give up. Yeah. So I, I, I might take an easier route there. I might just go buy a doorbell at Home Depot and install it. I don't know. Yeah. Building a door sounds like a work. Okay. Um, well, awesome. Thanks for coming on, Mike. And uh, how can our listeners help you? What platforms you're on? How do they connect if they want to kind of reach out to you? Yeah. So like I said, our, our company is uh, MK West Properties. You can find us on our website, www.mkwest.ca. Email me at mike at mkwest.ca yep. or we're on social media MK, at mkwestproperties. All right. We'll put all that in our show notes too. Yeah. yeah. I'll make sure I do that. Yeah, and do reach yeah. out. Like, uh, you know, there's, uh, we're just happy to help. I love talking about it. Yeah. So, you know, if you have any questions, just, just shoot me, shoot me a message. Like, yeah. It's, it's my pleasure, honestly. Yeah. So uh, many people in real estate say that, like I say that all the time too, but like it's, just fun to talk about. Yeah. Really? Like, I love going out and talking about this. Yeah. Well, and it creates opportunities for, for both sides that are involved, but like yeah. for somebody like you that has the knowledge in the background to do those subdivision projects in West Kelowna, like that's an intimidating task to take on for yeah. somebody that doesn't know, yeah. or even if they've done that in a different municipality and then they're trying to do it. Like, yeah, it, it's nice to talk to someone like with boots on the ground there. So, yeah. Yeah. And I, I, everybody, I mean, with this, the development, you know, most people are saying, oh, don't do it. That's too risky. There is risk, but, you know, there's many, many ways to, to manage it. Yeah, so, there is risk in absolutely every single thing you do. Of course. So, like, if you just know them, <clears throat> talk but, to someone like you. Yeah, and have a couple outlets, right? It's not, yeah. uh, you don't only have one plan going in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plan Exit a, strategies. It's going to be great. Plan B, uh, you know, okay, we did okay. Yeah. yeah. Plan C, uh, we got yeah, 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 yeah. losing each other. Just getting skinny. <laughs> yeah. I, hey, if you, want, if you want no risk, put your money in Silicon Valley Bank and you're <laughs> safe. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, we're, we're yeah. going to sign off there then. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, thanks for coming on, Mike. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Kelowna Real Estate Podcast. Be sure to reach out and let us know how else we can add value to your Kelowna real estate journey. Please show some support by hitting the like, share, and subscribe button. This is sponsored by Matt Glenn Real Estate and Taylor Adventure Mortgages.